subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ninjas, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. We're excited that you're joining us from all over the globe. And by the way, that's not just something that our podcast reaches to. Garrett, coaching has also been reaching around the globe where we coach agents in a multitude of countries, not just North America. We got Europe. Yeah. Switzerland, Dubai, Cayman Islands, New Zealand, good old Canada. We're everywhere. Amazing. Our next step is planets. We're going to Mars next. That's actually what what I want to claim. Coaching on Mars. We're, that's months away. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the first people to go to Mars are going to be real estate agents because, you know, s- somebody's got to figure it out. Someone's got to sell that that chunk of land up there, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us today. We got a fun topic. And as we always do, a little reminder about our Facebook community. If you haven't checked that out, go on to Facebook and search The Ninja Selling Podcast and you will find our our group and community and you can join over 10,000 strong in there. And if you want to learn more about ninja selling, if you're joining us for the first time and you're like, hey, what is this ninja stuff? Head over to ninjaselling.com and you can learn a whole lot more about ninja, about installations, coaching, all of that stuff right there at ninjaselling.com. Garrett, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. I have a new t-shirt. A new t-shirt. All right. Remember, if for those of you who joined us last time, we're going to get into the apparel business, apparently. Earth first, we'll sell the other planets later. Oh, gosh. Maybe it's a coaching shirt. Earth first, we'll coach the other planet. No, we'll stick with the first one. All right, keep moving. Sorry. Man, I don't know if that one's going to be a bestseller or not. I don't think it will be. <laughs> we'll let the community decide. All right, moving along. Moving right into today's topic, Garrett. You want to lead in? I forget what we're talking about. Perfect. I'll do it then. So with that being said, we do masterminds inside the coaching community. Business planning time, we just did a very a large mastermind and brought everybody together with their business plans. And we all went through where they saw their business plan taking them, parts of their business plan they were kind of struggling with and wanted to work with the group to figure out like what were the best answers. And uh, one of our coaches came out of one of the breakout rooms and repeatedly mentioned, man, CRMs is coming up. Like what CRMs to use, all the technology that's out there today. Really, what is the best one that I should be using to create the best business? And when Matt and I were chatting this morning, I brought this up. And he's like, oh, this is what we need to talk about. And so this is what we're bringing to you today. And it's, we're not going to sit here and tell you the best CRM. No. As many of you are sitting here going like, oh, finally, I get to know what the... which." What is the recommended CRM? Like, I finally get to know. We're going to talk about the power of a CRM and we're going to talk about the power of your list of people because this is the defining factor that makes businesses come to life, real estate, any business come to life. So, Matt, I'm excited to go down this path. That is the topic, by the way, if you forgot, that is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I appreciate the reminder. Thank you for that. No problem. When you had mentioned to me that this was discussed on the mastermind, I, which another amazing benefit of being in our coaching program, a lot of people are always asking about CRMs this time of year in particular, as people are kind of looking at their budget for the next year. Should I re-up with my CRM? What should I go to? It's probably the most asked question in any real estate Facebook group. What CRM should I use? And there's never a straight answer for good reason. But I was thinking about John Goddard and the life list. And we've talked about this before and recently. 
And he had said, the quality of your life is based on the quality of your list. And I was just thinking about it this morning, actually. I was like, well, you know what? The quality of your business is also based on the quality of your list. That list being your database and the quality of the people and the relationships in there. And that's not something a CRM is going to solve for you. A CRM might help you take action in certain ways with that. But before you even think about CRMs, like, hey, what does my database look like? Who are the people that are in there? What is the quality of my relationship with these people? Over time, as you know, Garrett, I love fiddling around with technology. I used to investigate every single CRM that came out there. And over the past few years, and maybe it's just the nature of how I run my business, but I was like, you know, they're great. They're like a nice to have. But if CRMs didn't exist, I'd kind of be okay with that too in some measure, like as long as I got a good spreadsheet, I'm good to go. We've talked about this in the past of like, sometimes just a, some of the best realtors I know have run amazing businesses just based off an Excel spreadsheet. They got a list of people they know, they know when they've talked to them when they haven't, and they make sure that they can reach out to those people. When that person pops in their mind, they can quickly go grab that phone or pick up the phone and make that phone call. Really? I mean, that's, that's is crazy as sometimes needs to be. I was thinking, as you were just saying, there's lots of other training companies out there and things, and they say, oh, you can't build an entire business based off relationships. You need to have all these other factors that you're doing. You need to have all these other lead generation areas. And I think what started to become clear to me as you were just saying that is, is that that's probably spoken from somebody that doesn't have a good list or has never had a good list when it comes to people. Because when I see somebody that really refines and builds a really high quality list of people, they don't want to do anything else. They don't need to do anything else. And so this is when it comes down to the CRM is you need to look at it as what my CRM means to me is it's a place to house a really amazing group of people that I can easily reach out, communicate with, on a genuine way that builds a stronger and stronger genuine relationship. That's the CRM that you're looking for is one that feels right to you to allow you to do that. It's not like this a cookie cutter like, oh, just use this one because this is what it is. Because, and I'll say this, the ones that are when like, oh, this one will make you have genuine relationships with people, that doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. The one thing you cannot outsource for sure is how you engage with people one-on-one. Like That can't be outsourced. You can outsource your autoflow. You can outsource postcards and emails, but you can't outsource picking up the phone. But Matt, this one reaches out to me and tickles me every week and tells me that I'm supposed to call Matt Benelli. <laughs> tickles me? <laughs> yeah, that's what smoke they call ticklers. <laughs> what, I didn't make that up. But tickles me every week and says, hey, call Matt Benelli. You should uh, reach out to him again. And I go, oh, man, what should I call Matt about? Here, let me look back in the notes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Matt has two kids. Okay, I'll call Matt and be like, okay, hey, Matt, like, hey, how, how are the girls doing? But when you do it in a genuine way, when you have a system that allows you to house information in a genuine way that really brings that relationship up, you can't give that system to somebody else and say, okay, because this one worked for me, now this is the CRM you should use over here. It doesn't work. The genuine side has to be there first because then when that little thing comes up and says, dude, it's been 30 days since you talked to Matt Benelli, then my brain goes, I can't believe it's been that long since I've talked to Matt. And I could quickly go through the notes and be like, last time I talked to Matt, he was putting his home on the market. He's having a house being built. 
hey, dude, how's the house going? What are you guys up to? How's how's Jen doing keeping the house all pulled together? Because I know the interior design stuff's got to be going off the chart for her right now. I can have a very genuine conversation. It's just what is your intention with that list and who are the people that are in there? I'm not making fun of the little tickler. I know. I just think it's funny. It's called ticklers. I think that brings up a good point about how we approach CRMs. You know, a lot of times we look at CRMs and just, and do expect it to do the work for us, or I want it to be set up in the way that it does exactly what I want. And you have to be prepared, no matter what CRM you go with, to put some effort in into setting it up. And there are some ones out there that do have some great baseline setups, uh, some that a lot of ninjas use and have ninja settings in there. But you have to be prepared to put in some effort on making that system work for you because this is where CRMs can be really supportive in reminding you to take action or you set up action plans. I've been talking to a lot of people about their post-closing program and how it's not just, hey, touch this person at, that's another funny way of thinking of things, at two weeks, one month, three months, six months. It's what am I calling about? What's the question that I'm going to ask at each of those milestones so that when I'm reminded, hey, it's been three months since Garrett's closing, call him and ask him about how the new job is going. I am now triggered to be like, oh, that's right. He's three months into the new job. Let's find out how that's going. Versus, hey, it's three months into the new house. How's it going? Hey, it's six months into the new house. How's it going? Hey, it's nine months into the new house. How's it going? Not that those touches are invaluable, but they can be way more valuable if you have purpose behind it. So you have to put some effort into the CRM. I think that's a lot of people don't expect to do that. They just want it out of the box to do something for them. They want to plug and play. They want to be able to sit there and say, okay, what's your CRM? And they download it. They are, you know, get the software. They sign up for the service. And it's like, okay, here we go. 2023. This is going to be the best one ever because I'm using a CRM that 20 other people recommended to me. And let's do this. And six months of the year, they're like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like it. I like this feature. I like that feature. Maybe I should look at a different CRM. No, maybe you should engage the CRM that you have. That's probably where the downfalls kind of in lying here. Yeah, there's the relationship side. I want to bring up this too, because a lot of people, I think CRM getting a lot of things built underneath it. CRM, by the way, customer relationship management tool, client relationship management tool. That's what that means? A lot of people are looking, oh, I need a CRM to do my marketing. Okay, that's a marketing tool right? That's a CRM that has marketing features. These are different things. It's like, oh, my CRM does all these things for me. It's like, cool, those are marketing efforts. And I think it's great when you can find a tool that can do a lot of things for you at once or integrate different applications like BombBomb's getting integrated with more stuff, which is really cool. So you can get the video stuff built right into your CRM. But just know that the marketing touches are different than the relationship one-on-one touches. And I think we confuse that. It's a really good question to ask yourself when you're asking about what am I looking for out of a CRM? I don't think I've ever thought about asking that question when someone says, I'm looking for a good CRM. I've never thought about like, well, tell me everything you want that CRM to do for you. Because I think it could dramatically change what product you're looking for. And there's some that do other things better. And it might be three different systems that you need to sign up for that all integrate and work together to get where you want to go. But you think it's one system. Matt, I'm really happy you said it the way that you said it. That's, that's I think, really important for people to take a look at. Well, thank you. It's not t-shirt worthy, but it's good. No. No, that would be a really boring, long t-shirt. 
I will say I often find myself like with all the different things that that I do, and I know you do you do too, Garrett, is I end up finding a handful of products that work for me to do certain things. Because the last thing you also want to do is settle on something that can kind of do everything average, right? And yes, that might be convenient. And we do need to factor in our time. Absolutely. One of the biggest things we hope for in a CRM is saving us time either in tracking our communication or ease of setting up and transferring lists from here's my raving fans and I want them to get this email. Here's the rest of my database. I want them to get this email. Certainly saving time is important. However, I also look at the quality of communication. And if we if we sign up for something that just makes us average, like, oh, they already have the pre-templated, it's okay newsletter that goes out, but there's just, it's going out. Sure, great. But let's evaluate that against how much effort would it take to go with this program over here and just once a month transfer that CSV file and we have a more dynamic template that we can adjust one little thing that only takes an extra five minutes to create more value, whether it's typing in your own words or being able to add that video. Those things need to be evaluated too, which does make it hard to choose. And this is why I can't say, hey, here's the perfect CRM for you. And whenever somebody asks in the podcast group, I just love watching the comments because literally every single CRM gets mentioned. Every single one. So this might be that I was racing last weekend, and this is where my brain is at, but I feel we need a race car analogy because we haven't had one in a while, Matt. As I'm sitting here listening to you, and I was remembering the race we're at, it's a two-day race. So you get these evenings to sit around and talk with all the other race car drivers and people building and working on cars. And, And it's funny when you talk to somebody about a specific let's say a car. So one of my friends was talking about Porsche 911s because that's his, like, he has a handful of them. And as he's talking about them, another guy walks up and they're talking about Porsches together and they can talk Porsches on a way deeper level than than I can even remotely get into. And as they're talking about motors, they're talking about, oh, these are three people that specialize in just the motors on 911s in the Northern California, California area. Very in-depth conversation about who does what, who can produce the most horsepower, who can do this. Very interesting, though, when it comes to body work on a Porsche, they would never recommend any of these people. When it comes to transmission work on a Porsche 911, they would never recommend. They have a totally different set of people that handle a transmission work for that car. And in looking at like what people are looking at for like a CRM, they're looking for one person that says, I just want one person to take care of my entire car. I want them to do the motor. I want them to do the transmission. I want them to do body work if they need to. I want them to rotate the tires if that's going to need to be happening. And somebody who's like, creating a race car or a specialty car, they would never have just one person do the whole darn thing. They know to run at the best, highest performance level. I want someone that just specializes in the motor. I want someone that just specializes in transmission. And I think in our business, sometimes we will look for one thing, being an assistant that we're like, okay, I want an assistant that can do all this stuff for me. Well, maybe it's better to have somebody that can handle your marketing, somebody that can handle the customer interface and being able to talk with your clients and being able to be there for you when you're not there. Maybe it's better to have another person over here that's going to be handling working with buyers in our business. Same thing with the CRM and Matt, as you just brought up. Maybe it's better not trying to integrate all this stuff together and separate it out a little bit and have one area that just really does our client 
relationship management really well and then separates out the other pieces. Hopefully that wasn't a long analogy like, oh, Garrett, come on, man. Why are we talking about cars again? It made sense in my head. It, it makes sense. And I, as you're talking, I wonder if the reason why we think like that is because a realtor is someone who does it all. We do a lot of things more than just what we should be as kind of an account manager, a relationship manager, ultimately. But we also do the sales, we do the service, we do the marketing. In some cases, we're doing the staging, we're doing the house prep, we're helping with the moving. We do a lot. And so maybe I wonder if that's part of the reason why we also then look for someone who can do or a product that can do a whole lot as well. Which then I guess goes to kudos to all the realtors out there because y'all are high performance machines doing a lot of different things. You all know who you are who have cleaned a house in your time after your people have moved out. I've deconstructed bookshelves and hot attics and paid for water heaters and radons and emptied out basements and floods. Oh man, it's so much. And all of you have done it. Everybody has done it. So I think, you know, don't let that then bleed into what we're looking for in a CRM product. We talked about this, I think it's like episode three or four of our podcast, Garrett. There's an episode called a, a, a database masterclass or something like that, where we talk about building your warehouse and then segmenting that and then going to a CRM and all that stuff. So I won't go through that. You can go back and listen to that. But I would say this, like before you even think about a CRM, one, make sure your database, your list, which is the crucial part of your business, that's going to be define the quality of your business. Make sure you have your list. Is it cleaned up? Is it accurate? Or is it right? Are the right people there? And then say, hey, what are the things that I need to help me engage these relationships at a high level to improve them and bring incredible value to these people and write all that stuff down. That's what you go look for in a CRM then. And I know that we've done we've done building databases and whatnot, but at a fundamental level, whatever CRM that you pick, whatever you have that you're working with, start off with everybody who you know and they know you needs to be on that list. Everybody's sitting there saying, okay, well, like, what, what does it need to be? You know them, they know you. If those people out there exist, you need to make sure that their name is on this CRM, whatever you decide to build out. And then from there, you're just strengthening the quality of those relationships with each person that's available in, on that list. You can do that. Again, that's why I go back to, you can do that with three by five cards and a Rolodex. You can do that with a Excel spreadsheet you can do it with some very, very, very fancy, fancy CRMs that are out there. And there are some that I see people recommend more than others, but usually the people that are recommending them are the ones that are really using what that CRM has to offer. Yeah. And maybe if you are asking people for recommendations, not only take what they recommend, ask them, hey, how do you use it? Would you mind sharing with me? Can you hop on a 15-minute Zoom and just kind of show me how you use it so I can understand if it's something that would work for me? in using it the way that you do. I have a few clients that really love their CRMs. One, Kevin McCarthy down in Austin, Texas, he uses copper and he has spent so much time customizing it to make it exactly what he wants to use it for. And he's still always tweaking it. It's like finding the the perfect house. No, you get the 85% house. You get the 85% CRM. And he's done a great job on making it work the way that he wants it to work so that he's focused on relationships and that's the type of effort, if you put it in, you get a system that really works well for you. It is an information in, information out. If you don't give it the information in and the time, the attention up front, it will never work for you the way that it could work for you down the road. 
there's nothing better than a really good CRM. But again, as we've said numerous times here today, is like it makes a huge difference if you give it, you engage it, and you you build it the way it needs to be built to give it the energy. The whole idea of you just going to be able to download something and turn it on and be like, hey, we're done with that. Let's go new year. Uh, not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not going to happen that easily. So, but this, this was fun, Garrett. I, I like talking about this because common question, it's out there all the time. Nice, short, sweet one today. I feel that uh, everybody, we, we are, we're in the mix of the holidays right now. Yeah. Christmas is coming up on Sunday. So Merry Christmas to everybody who's celebrating. If you're here listening with us right now, go back, be with your families, get the house ready. This is that time of the year, but we appreciate all of you. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate you a ton as always for uh, sharing your time with me. And if you want to know more about Ninja Selling, go to ninjaselling.com. You can find out there about upcoming classes, coaching available, master classes that are available. We have that all there at your fingertips. If you want to know more about us specifically in coaching, you can reach out deeper into the coaching program. We've got a ton of amazing coaches that are here to help you grow your business 100% the ninja way. And we'd love to be able to support you at that. And then go check out the Facebook group. Go to Facebook, go to the Ninja Selling Podcast group in there, and you will find an amazing community of... We're in a lot of people now. It's growing fast. We'll just say a lot. Love to have you there. Share your ideas, comments, thoughts all along the ninja path. So... Thank you, Matt. Thank you. And have a great, great day. Take care, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.